Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Super big thanks. Go out to Ace Andrews. He'll be engineering this, the 500th I Work For Him radio program. And all praise and glory goes to our Heavenly Father because this is a miracle. Never in a million years did I ever expect to be on the radio. Certainly never did I expect three years ago that I would be on the air five days a week, that we would be celebrating 500 shows, that we would have talked to people from around the globe and impact, have the opportunity to impact people around the globe. Never. That's how you know it's a miracle of God. That's how you know his hand is in it, because there's no way that Jim Brangenberg, simple little guy, like me, small business owner, insurance agent, risk manager, not, it's not me, but the Lord has done an amazing thing. And I want to thank a few people. Of course, I want to thank my savior because without the amazing work that Jesus Christ has done in my life, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'd like to thank my wife who's come alongside me in this. Martha is incredible. I know those of you listening that tune in on Tuesdays and Fridays, you like the show even better when she's on the show. I get it. We just both can't leave the office at the same time every day. Somebody's got to work. So Martha gets to work. I'd like to thank Deborah Roseman for just listening to the Lord three years ago. And, and when she said, Jim, you, you just need to talk about that on the radio. When I was talking about ways to incorporate your faith into the workplace. I've had some amazing engineers along my side. I've got an amazing set of engineers here at Salem, and I've had some amazing engineers in the past. I want to thank all of them for the contributions they've made and the support that I get every day from the Salem Media Group here to be on WTBN in Tampa Bay, but all across the country on iHeartRadio and around the world on iTunes every day. But it's not about Jim Brangenberg. This is the I Work For Him show. And what I've heard in testimonies over the last several years is that we've opened up the door to to a great chasm. It was a black hole where people, they went into work and their faith got sucked into a black hole. But what's amazing is when they started to hear the message of I Work For Him, they started to open up their eyes to the fact that, wow, their workplace Our workplace, your workplace, my workplace, it's our mission field. It doesn't matter what we do, whether we're a preacher or a used car sales guy, whether we dig ditches, whether we plant flowers, whether we're a radio engineer or an insurance salesman, whatever it is that you do, we do it all for the glory of the Lord. It's your calling. And in that workplace, it becomes your mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may become the only Jesus that some people will ever have a chance to meet because they're not going to church. 70 to 80% of the United States of America is not going to church on a regular basis, but they go to work. 
And in that workplace, they have a chance to meet you, that Christ follower who's just trying to live their faith out real. You and me, we may have an impact on people you'll never, you may never know. But I work for him is all about the fact that it's not about us. That we don't work for the immediate boss that's sitting on our workplace. We do work for them, but we ultimately work for our Heavenly Father. But it takes that paradigm shift in our minds, and I've been saying this verse for three years, and I'm going to say it until the, the last I work for him show. Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. I like to add that. Stop copying it. Stop. Stop repeating the disaster, the, the customs, and the behavior of this world. But let God transform you. Just let him. Just trust him. Just thank him. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Today on this 500th show of I Work For Him, we've got several CDs to give away and a book to give away brought to you by mtlmagazine.com. We'll do that right after the first break. But we've got a really special guest. The Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics, we've had many of their guests and their founder on I Work For Him over the last several years. They did a contest, and Paige Murrell, she won this contest by doing a story, a whiteboard story sketch on calling. And I just, I loved it so much. I reached out to Paige and I said, would you do a radio show to talk about it? And with a little bit of reluctance and humility, Paige agreed. Paige, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. It's an honor to speak with you today. So it, say your last name properly so that I'm not making a mistake. Is it Murrell or Murrell? How is it said? It's actually Merle, but... Oh, it's even worse. Merle, Merle. Okay, good. Thank you for correcting me. I I should have asked off the air before we got on the air. Paige Paige Merle. So, Paige, before we go up to the break, just talk to me about how Christ is making an impact in your life today. Wow, that's almost impossible to put into words. I've had the wonderful privilege of seeing Christ in action in even the smallest details of my life. Last year, my life, as I knew it, really just fell apart. And for a while, I struggled understanding why. But looking back now, I can see Christ in everything and how He orchestrated all of those trials that I faced to turn them into blessings that have helped me grow. Wow. you're How old are you, Paige? I'm actually 18. 18 years old. That takes a lot of wisdom to recognize that all of that garbage stuff, to learn to thank the Lord for that. I'm still struggling with that. I'm almost 50, and I struggle with that all the time. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got to thank it. So uh, do you want to explain what happened in your life that fell apart? Is that is that important to the story? Is it just important to recognize that the Lord was there all along? Well, um, long story short, I had changed social circles and had a lot of things in my life just completely flip backwards from the direction that I was heading. And it was really a challenge for me since I'm a very structured person and having everything flipped and reversed was a huge challenge. We have online today, Paige Morell. She is a gifted artist. She's a story sketcher. And I learned about Paige because she won a, con- uh, a contest with the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics. Paige, what was that contest about from the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics? Well, the contest, you actually had three different options. So you could pick freedom, fulfillment, or, you know what, I can't remember the other one, but I chose fulfillment, and it had to do with calling. So I had to create a presentation about calling and what that means from a Christian perspective. So when did you learn that you had a true gift to draw? Well, I've always 
somewhat known I had a gift to draw. For as long as I can remember, I've always found art fascinating, and I can guarantee you if I have a pen in my hand and paper somewhere near me, I will be doodling. But since my art style doesn't really fit in the fine arts category, it took me several years to find out where it did. That's kind of funny. So did you get in trouble in class for doodling? Well, I'm actually homeschooled, so I never had that issue. <laughs> what have you? But So you never doodled your mom or your dad and got in trouble for that? Well, I did doodle in church, and that was that was sometimes an issue. But I will say that doodling actually helps people focus. So I had an excuse. Well, I wish I could have that excuse because I can't. <laughs> I can't even draw a stick figure and make it look right. So, how did you become a Christ follower? When did you? How did you learn about Jesus? And how did you become a Christ follower? Well, I've been immensely blessed to grow up in a strong Christian home. So that led me to accept Christ at a very young age. And I didn't experience what you might consider a quote-unquote dramatic conversion, but I can honestly say that becoming a daughter of God has truly changed my life. The gospel gives me renewed hope and joy every day, and it motivates me to live a Christ-centered life. Hmm, that is really cool. I like that. Motivates you? That's to live a Christ-centered life. I like that. So who encouraged you to use this drawing gift for God? Well, I had several individual people mention how I could use art in not just a, not a business format, but just in general. Many mentors, teachers, family members, just different friends that I had. But the main thing that really motivated me to start using the gift for God was I took, in high school, I studied a lot of art and how it relates to a biblical worldview, and I learned that because the divine creator formed us in his image, we as human beings have the innate ability and desire to create. So it's our responsibility as Christians to use that creative instinct for God's glory, and that's what's really pushed me to start actually using my gifts for a purpose. Well, we're going to talk about your business in a little while, but I'm curious, so how did you learn about the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics? Well, long story short, I was on the hunt for a college scholarship and was getting very bored of the generic why I should win this scholarship essay contest. And right when I started feeling very frustrated, I found the student contest that just popped up in my um, email newsletters. And it was just another moment when God displayed His sovereignty in my life. Okay, keep going. So, so when you found out about it, I mean, just just because you found out about it doesn't mean you're like, "Ooh, I'm mm-hmm. going to do that." I mean, what what caused you to go? Now I'm going to enter that. Well, I think it was the the topic, just the idea of being able to talk about calling and really delve into what it means was much more intriguing to me than a lot of the other scholarships I was coming across. I love that. Now, we're going to play your video, and then we're going to talk about it. So go ahead, Ace, if you'll play that video, that'd be perfect. What is a calling? Is it a profession, a purpose, or a person? What is fulfillment? Does it include wealth and fame? Or is it something more? Despite the significance of these questions, Christians often gloss over them. Society's emphasis on securing a well-paying job above all else pushes them to the sidelines. 
Who cares about calling when you can make lots of money? Yet these questions won't leave us alone. They linger in the back of our minds, demanding we answer them. So God answers them for us. His word makes clear exactly what a calling is, what fulfillment is, and how they connect. Scripture explains that a calling is not numerical. It isn't fame. It isn't wealth. It isn't even success. At least, not success as measured by society. A calling is more than an assignment or a job, something you do during the 9 to 5. It's a common misconception that career equals calling. In reality, a calling entails both doing and being. Yes, God does command us to be disciples and to work diligently, but that should happen regardless of our jobs. Jobs can change, but a calling remains constant. Why? Because God suited you specifically for your calling. Because of this, we can find fulfillment in following God's call for our lives. Of course, fulfillment doesn't mean we'll always succeed or that we're perfect. On the contrary, we may fail often and still be fulfilled. God gives us a sense of satisfaction when we faithfully steward the unique skills and talents with which He has gifted us. It is striving to glorify God in all that we say, think, and do, even in the monotony of everyday life. Finding fulfillment means finding God's purpose for your life and pursuing Him and it with intensity and intentionality. So what is a calling? It's following God's plan for your life with passion. It's using your gifts to glorify Him and serve others. It's who you are and what you do. And when we truly grasp that fact, we can discover real substantial fulfillment and deep fervor we can share with others. Page, Page, that uh, video that you put together, I, I, I just want to know, who told you all that stuff? Because it's amazing. There are 50, 60, 70-year-olds that have never come to that to grasp what you've grasped in that video. Well, you know... I've actually, it's kind of, it seems unrelated, but I've actually been a very avid economics geek for most of my life. That's okay. And that, that passion really led me to study economics and business from a Christian perspective. So I dove into what it means to be a Christian in the workplace. And the idea of calling would come up often in all of my readings and all of my study. This idea of there's something that you have a purpose to do in your life. I mean, to have that idea and the approach as you head into college gives you such a leg up in just understanding what it really means to have Jesus as your Lord, to to understand those things that are connected together. I mean, you said so many great things. I want to draw attention to your website. It's thestorysketcher.com, correct? Okay, thestorysketcher.com, that's where you can find out more about Paige Morell and and all about what she's doing, uh, but it's thestorysketcher.com. So as we head into a break, I, I want to talk to me about the, when, when you submitted that video to, to IFWE, to the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics, what was their response? Because I imagine there was, they had several, you know, people that uh, contributed uh, for that contest. Yeah, 
the response was amazingly positive. I mean, I expected maybe a couple comments. I had a ton of of friends and family members who I haven't even seen in years commenting on it and saying how much they loved it. And it was just a real eye-opener for me to realize that, wow, I can actually do something that people enjoy watching. And it was, well, it's, it's not only that, but God's given you that voice that people want to listen to. I mean, you've got one of those soothing voices that just says, hey, I got something to say. You don't even have to yell. I mean, sometimes I got something to say. I got to, <laughs> I got to yell it to get people's attention. I got to get excited. And people are just listening. They're just waiting for your next word. So, well, thank the, you. Well, the big key is, to, you know, you've got all this incredible talent. Just don't let it go to your head, of course, because, <laughs> <laughs> because God's the one that gave you that talent. But it's so amazing at 18 that you've got that. So where are you going to go to college? I'm thinking right now the plan is to go to Boyce College in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the undergraduate college of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Oh, you got big plans. Are you thinking about getting your graduate degree then at, at Southern? Well, that's a little far ahead to be thinking. <laughs> Come on! You're thinking right. Okay, well, that's good. All right. It, it, you're, you're 18. Are you a senior this year in high school? Yes. Okay, so you understood calling. Like I said, you're an economics geek, which I love that. I've been studying economics (laughs) since my seventh grade social studies class, and somebody talked to me about the stock market. And I'm like, ooh. That's cool. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, so, so all of a sudden I started to understand macro and microeconomics. I didn't really learn those names until I got to college, but I've been studying it. And you understand calling. You've been able to understand that the Lord has specifically gifted you in an amazing way. He put you together to accomplish something. What have you learned about calling through this process? Because obviously your, 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 your video is about two and a half minutes, but yet you probably have dozens of hours invested in putting it together. What did you specifically learn about calling? One of the main things that I've been learning about calling, even in the past few months, is the idea that calling isn't limited to your career. It's part of who you are. It's something that you can't compartmentalize and you can't ignore it without feeling miserable. So, that is the biggest thing that I've, I've learned is that you can't separate what your purpose is from what you're doing in your life and who you really are. It's a key characteristic of you. Wow, I, I like that. You can't separate calling from who you are because calling is who you are. That, that is amazing. And, and it is so true. Have you met anybody who is resisting their calling? Have you ever met anybody like that? sometimes people get a little bit misdirected, but... Oh, no. I've met people who who are resisting their calling. They just keep telling the Lord, no, no, I'm not going to... No, no, no. And they're miserable people because they think that, that they think that following their calling will mean that they will have to live in a mud hut in Africa. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and it's not like that. So... Page, you're you're gonna you're you're still thinking about college. So in other words, you haven't like landed completely. Like this, is where I'm gonna go. You said I think I'm mm-hmm. gonna go, but are you sure? Well, I'm 99% sure. Yes. Okay. So in producing this video and working with amazing people like the people at the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics, how has this understanding of calling changed your perspective on ministry? I would say that it's changed my perspective on ministry in that the best way that you can minister to people is by following your calling. 
so your ministry, if you try to minister to people in a zone that's completely outside of your gift, you're not going to be too much of a help. So for instance, with me, I am not the greatest person with very young children. So whenever they have children's ministry at my church, I always think, oh, I really should get involved in that. But then I remember I'm not really gifted in that area with dealing with younger kids. So it's just trying to find the, the ministry that you fit in, and that's the best way that you can actually minister to people. And to do it within your calling. I love that. I love that. Ace has a question for you. He goes, okay, so you're going to go off to college. How do you keep the story sketcher going? How do you stay within your calling as an artist, a gifted artist and narrator? How do you do that and keep up with college? Well, it's going to be a challenge, but one of the great things about how I set up the business is that it's completely portable. So I plan to take it with me. Well, well, yeah, you just need a whiteboard and some markers and a video camera, right? Yep. Now, do you have a? Is it a big digital video camera? You're just using your cell phone. I mean, how'd you do that? Well, right now I'm using a digital camera, and that might be an issue because I'm using the family camera right now. Well, so I might them, need to make an investment. Well, no, tell them that would make a great graduation present. It's like, well, that'd be a great graduation present, Dad. Really, seriously. Mm-hmm. Mom, that'd be a good one. I'd like that. And could I have the uh, tripod, too? Because that really works well. So <laughs> did you edit your own video? I do, yes. So what, what program do you use to edit video? Well, when I first started, I just used the basic iMovie that comes on a Mac, and I've started transitioning to Final Cut Pro. Listen to you. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm not a Mac guy yet, but I'm thinking more and more. My daughter's trying to get me go Mac. Several of my employees are Mm -hmm. trying to get me go Mac. I've been a PC guy because, you know, PCs existed before. Not really. That's not true either. Apple came first. All right. So (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I just almost stepped in that one, but I didn't. Okay. So, but your perspective on ministry, you just said that the best way to minister is to, to people is to do it within your calling. I mean, that's an amazing perspective. What do you mean, though? I mean, tell me, show me something that you've seen where people try to minister when it's not within their calling and then it doesn't work so well. Can you think of an example? Well, hmm, let's think. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I try to do. You know, as I, I grew up in a Baptist church, then I ended up in lots of different versions of churches. But the Baptist church just tells you everybody's got to be an evangelist. Like everybody's got to be an E, <laughs> an E-E expert, an evangelism explosion expert. Well, I'm not that guy. But Mm -hmm. when I started to learn that I could share my faith by just serving people and then getting an opportunity to share because of what Christ has done in my life, like I'm not an EE guy, but Mm -hmm. when people start to say, but Jim, there's something different about you. I'm like, yes, Jesus has done amazing work in my life. Let me tell you about my friend, Jesus. I can do that within my calling, within the business world, but I, I wasn't a door-to-door, knock-on-doors kind of evangelist. I, I, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But I've met guys that are. I met a guy in the Dominican Republic. I've never met a, a, a Paul-like evangelist. He was amazing. It's amazing. Paige, uh, nobody's called in yet for the Unspoken CD. I don't know why, so i got to just tell people to call in. We've got an Unspoken CD and then a Passion CD. So whoever calls next, you can tell me which one you want, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. And Ace says the unspoken CD hasn't been spoken for, 877-943-9673. Paige, it says in your bio that in the wintertime, you can find me wrapped up with a cup of hot chocolate and a classic book. What's your favorite, mm-hmm. what's your favorite classic book? Oh, that is a terrible question. Oh, no, what's your favorite classic author, then? Oh, 
Hmm. That's also pretty hard to answer. I think one of my favorites is going to be Leo Tolstoy. Wow. That's some heavy <laughs> reading. Okay. It is. Gosh, I'm more of a Samuel Clemens kind of guy. Mark Twain's more my, my passion. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. But then it says during the summertime, you're more likely to catch you with a pile of multicolored pens and a couple of sketchbooks. Don't Do, do pens, are they frozen solid in the wintertime up there in Indiana? Is that why you don't sketch during the wintertime? Oh, goodness. No, we actually have decent winters here. You do. We're blessed. I, I know you do, because I grew up in <laughs> Minneapolis. Indiana's way nicer than Minneapolis. All right, so uh, yeah, it's just a funny thing. I like the way I, I read it, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, she doesn't sketch during the wintertime. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to this video that you did, this, this story sketcher video on calling. What kind of doors has the Lord opened up because of this video? Oh, my goodness. So many. I'm not even sure I know where to begin. So I'll just start with the fact that because this has forced me out of my comfort zone, I've met so many amazing people who have encouraged and guided me in pursuing my vision. I've had the privilege of connecting with some of the best and brightest, strong Christians with a passion for their work and a desire to teach. Well, okay, so you you love you're really good at this. You like kind of lead me right up and then just drop me off. Like, okay, but I don't want to tell you any of the people's <laughs> names. So it, none of them have offered you a job yet, though. Well, actually, I actually just started yesterday, well, two days ago, an internship at a marketing agency that kind of came about from this. Well, that's cool. So the Lord's opening up doors now. How? When you look at how you've, you've been given this ability to draw, you've now got this business called The Story Sketcher. I mean, you've got this website, thestorysketcher.com, and you've been used. I, I know when I looked at it right before the show, there's like six or seven videos on the website of mm -hmm. story sketching videos that you've done. How are you using this story sketching? Well, first of all, define for us your calling. Well, it's a little... It's been hard for me to pin down, but I believe that God has called me to be something you might call an innovative influencer, so someone who makes a difference in other people's lives by sharing ideas in unique and engaging ways. You think that's what it is? That is amazing. You know, every time you open your mouth, I'm just amazed. I'm like, you speak like you're somebody who's 70. So, I mean, because you've got such wisdom. That is just fantastic. Can you say that? Could you repeat that twice, though? Because innovative influencer. I, I, I like that. But what was the rest of what you said, though? Because this is really cool. An innovative influencer. So someone who makes a difference in people's lives by sharing ideas in unique ways. Unique ways. I love that. And your story sketch is just like that. So what do you, when you're, when you're looking at college and you're, and you're looking at, at a college there in Kentucky, when you think about that, what degree do you think is going to best train you to be able to take your ability to draw and tell a story and to narrate and be an innovative influencer? What degree are you going to pursue? Well, right now the plan is, and this might seem unrelated, but the plan is to have a humanities major with a business minor. And I think that the idea that I'm going in with is that it's better to be very well-rounded and have both the 
the core values that humanities can foster and then combine that with the really technical business side of things. And I think that'll really help me to grow this business even more. It will also help you grasp where the the world is, because the study of humanities, you're going to learn about other world religions and and best how to share the gospel with those other people groups. I mean, it's the, the study of our culture and, and even our own culture, you know, in my lifetime has changed a lot, even in your lifetime, mm-hmm. our culture has changed a lot. Certainly the last eight years, our culture has changed a ton. So talk to me about you. You say that you take on your website. You say that you take presentations from boring to brilliant. Talk to me about how the Lord gives you insight to be able to do that. Well, that kind of actually goes with the whole studying modern cultures, especially our culture here in America. The tagline really came from something I've, a problem I've witnessed in our American culture, and the fact that we experience information overload 24-7. It's a bombardment of media wherever you look. So with all that information, things tend to blur together and become dull and complicated, and it's just a big mess. So when I started the story sketcher, I thought at first that I needed to fit into that culture, so my videos needed to be really detailed. The artwork had to be 110% professional and so forth. But then I realized that... Go ahead. Sorry. I realized that what makes a presentation brilliant isn't how much you say, but it's how little you say. So in my business, what makes the presentations brilliant rather than boring is how basic they are. So basically, I fight overload with simplicity. Oh, my word. you got to write a book. You're... <laughs> This is you're you're really really good. I, I, you fight overload with simplicity. I, I'm writing this down. I'm gonna we're gonna go on we're gonna go on a speaking tour. You and me. Okay, so <laughs> you you as a result of doing this story sketch, did you start the business before you did the contest with with the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics, or did you start it afterwards? I actually started it afterwards. The official launch date was in January, and the contest was in June of 2015. Okay. So you launched it afterwards. Oh, and, and I just got to remind everybody, we're talking with Paige Morell. You can go out to her website, thestorysketcher.com. She's an amazing 18-year-old, about ready, senior in high school, about ready to go off to college, who's been given an amazing gift to be an innovative influencer. She uses her art and her ability to narrate and to take overload and use simplicity to communicate. She's amazing. If you're just tuning in right now, you're going to have to listen to the archive on this one. Okay, so you started this business. So that's a big step to start a business. Mm -hmm. Were you 18 yet when you started your business? Well, actually, no. I was a month away from 18. Okay, so did you wait to incorporate till after you're 18, or did you have your mom or dad incorporate it for you? I actually haven't incorporated yet. Okay. All right. Well, you you need to, and then you need to copyright the name because it's pretty good. (laughs) You you, you need to do that. Okay. So what is your business all about? What are you doing in your business? Thestorysketcher.com. Well, long story short, I create customized whiteboard video sketch and animation videos for people who want to tell a complicated message using simple visuals and simple stories. 
Wow, you even got your taglines down in your in your thirty second intromercial. You're, you're unbelievable. <laughs> okay, so but I, and I noticed when I checked your website out when we first uh, got introduced to each other uh, two months ago, you had a couple of videos out. Now you got like mm-hmm. seven videos out there. How often are you getting calls from businesses to have or ministries to have you do a story sketch for them? Wow, I've actually had way more publicity than I thought I was going to, and. It's been an amazing blessing. I've had people come to me. I haven't done much marketing myself. But right now I have three projects that are currently in process and should be coming out in the next month. And I have four others on the back burner. So I I have a lot of work that I'm doing. That and you're trying to graduate from high school. That's right. Okay. Well, that's good. Hey, we still got some CDs. I know everybody's intrigued by Paige. I want to give away these CDs. They're gifts for you, our listeners, 877-943-9673. The website says to expect a blog soon. When are you going to find time to write a blog? I'm hoping this summer. As soon as I hit final, I am working on the blog. Okay. And what do you? What's this? what's the topic of the blog going to be? narrowed it down specifically yet it's going to have something to do with marketing and storytelling and using visuals to tell stories when you developed that video on calling for the institute of faith work and economics you 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 have an understanding on calling you have a, a grasp a grasp on calling so well how did that affect i mean when you talked through it with your folks and you talked through it with the other influencers in your life, when you said, I'm thinking about starting a business, I mean, what was the conversation like? Well, it was very supportive. Actually, it wasn't even my idea to start a business. I just remember one evening after we had, I had won the contest and a couple evenings later, my mom walked into my room and she said, you know, you're, Paige, you're always talking about how hard it is for you to put all of your interests into one pot. So maybe this is the answer. So that conversation, we, I liked the idea, and I thought, wow, this is maybe I can do this. So after a few months and working with my family and um, other mentors, I took the leap to become an entrepreneur. And how fulfilling has that been? So you started in January with the storysketcher.com. You you said at the beginning that your calling and fulfillment are connected. So mm-hmm. how how fulfilling has it been actually operating within your calling? It's been amazing. It is a huge challenge, but I love almost every minute of it because I just I love people and I love creating content that people enjoy. So whenever I get to show off one of my new projects and I see someone smile with understanding or they laugh at something that maybe I didn't even find funny, it's just it makes it all worthwhile to see people just getting it and liking what I do. Mm, that's cool. When we come back from the break, I'd like you to speak to those other young entrepreneurs that are out there listening and, and, and hear the words of encouragement from you on why they should start the business, why they should fulfill their calling and starting a business even at a young age. We're talking today with Paige Morell. She's the Story Sketcher. Find her online at thestorysketcher.com. All right, as we run out of time here, but I want people to hear from you. Speak to those young entrepreneurs. Speak to those people that are thinking about starting a business and they're, they're kind of tenuous like you you were talk to them okay well let's see i have about five big things that i think any young entrepreneur needs to know 
So first, find a mentor. This is the most important thing that you can do. Find someone who can help guide you on the way. So someone who's skilled, well-networked, friendly, and passionate. One reason I started my business was because I met a brilliant entrepreneur. Shout out to Ron Brumbarger of Bitwise Solutions. And he continues to just pour into my life. And every day I'm learning something new from him. So I think if you're going to start a business, you have to have a mentor. All right, give us two, three, four, and five quickly. Okay. Two, don't overlook a cracked door. Always take chances and just if you see an opportunity, go for it. Okay. Three, be confident and be yourself. Maintain that sense of professionalism and humility at the same time. Four, know that if you're following your calling, it's going to be difficult, especially as a young person. But challenge is a good thing because it means that you're doing something important. And finally, don't let people tell you that you can't start a business just because you're too young or inexperienced. I love it. Paige Morrell, the story sketcher. Thank you so much, Paige. Such a privilege for me. You've done such a great job. May God bless you incredibly as you head off to college. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. All right. Paige Morrell, the story sketcher. Find her online at thestorysketcher.com. Thanks for tuning in today to I Work For Him. Thanks so much to Ace Andrews for making number 500 amazing. Thanks to our show sponsors. Go out to iworkforhim.com. Go to the bottom of the front page. Check out our show sponsors, Ministries and Business. Do business with them. Thank those ministries. Hey, what did you learn today about calling? What did you learn? You know, we heard straight from Paige today, all about calling, and she had some amazing wisdom. But I think one of the biggest things she said is that understanding calling, even at a young, especially at a young age, has really guided her and her path towards college and her understanding. And she surrounded herself with people who would encourage her to use the gifts that God has given her. That, to under, that she understood, and we all need to understand, that our calling and fulfillment in our work, it's connected. And those people that reject and walk away from what they know they're being called to do, they're gonna be miserable. That, uh, she says so many great things, that you're calling, it's just who you are. And the best way to minister to people is to do it within your calling. There's just so much wisdom there. I hope you heard the show today with Paige. And if you didn't, go out to iworkroom.com, listen to the archive. You and me, we've got a calling and it's in your mission field, your workplace. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower and I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for him. Yeah.